This is Managing Mayhem. Brought to you by two lawyers and a layman. Because good intentions are not a legal defense. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, they're not? Okay, well, let's get going then. Hello, and welcome to Managing Mayhem with Patty, Jeff, and Jack, your three favorite people you don't really know, but you sometimes <laughs> listen to. Um, today Good to we know our voices. <laughs> sometimes. Um, okay, so we got we got a question that I think is kind of an interesting topic, um, maybe divisive, honestly, but exciting, first and foremost. Um, we got a question about um, bringing dogs into the workplace. We've had a couple employers have their employees asking if they can bring their dogs into the office. Um, and I think it's kind of a sneaky little topic. What do you guys think about it? Should dogs be able to be there at, at the office or no? What do you think? Well, you know, I love dogs. I'm obsessed with our dog. I know you guys, I take a million pictures of Scout, our black lab. Mm. She works under my desk. She doesn't work. She sleeps. Um, Gorgeous. um, But I also have my own business and I don't have to consider it for all employees and staff. So that's a different story. So I think there's positives, but I think we also need to look at some of the the disadvantages. Jeff? Okay. Okay. Tell us how you really feel about dogs. Oh, okay, so <laughs> I will approach this topic with optimism and hope for a brighter future. Because a when, I was a young, when I was a young child, let's take us back to Boise, Idaho. Please. When we're driving around delivering Halloween party invitations. And for some reason, I got out of the car to deliver an invitation for one of like one of Annie, your guys' friends. It was friends. Annie's friend, which was An- weird that you had to do that. Yeah, so I get out. It's a long driveway. I step out of the car, and there's this pretty good-sized dog. It's gotten bigger as you've told the story. (laughs) It's it's growling. It's foaming at the mouth, staring at me, and it just guns it for me, and I take off running. Very traumatic. Yeah, I remember being in the car, and I watched you kind of disappear behind the bushes to go deliver, and then I saw you run down. I thought, oh, where's he going? And then I saw the actually was kind of a scary dog run after you right and i i thought in my mind that's going to be something he'll have to unpack later in life that's that's something he's going to carry with him <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the dog did write you an apology letter nico mm-hmm. i, remember I got that. a a little card from nico and uh that family's so fake <laughs> I just, I, it's not believable not a uh, it's not a real apology no real apology it wasn't written by him so also if nico it. can't say it to my face he probably shouldn't say anything at all Right, exactly. (laughs) So the reality is, though, that 70% of U.S. households own a pet. And that number is big. I mean, 69 million have a pet dog, 45 million a cat. That's a lot of animals. Well, and then over COVID, that jumped like 20%. Right. Exactly. Everyone's getting a dog. Now everyone's trying to give them back, which is sad. I mean, they are. I see this in news like, oh, wow, because they can't work remotely. It actually is kind of messed up because you're literally like people just got it because they were lonely and then all of a sudden they're back to their lives and work and then they're discarding these animals. It, It does suck. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's sad. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it is sad. It is Jack. sad. It is sad. Okay. All right. I didn't say that well, with also, enough emotion, but cue the Sarah McLaughlin music. It is sad. I think it's very sad when people buy animals mm-hmm. and then they just can't handle yeah, you it. You can just rent an animal. Like it's right. not like right. a prom dress. Right. So um, I do want to say this though, before we kind of get into it. I'm already into it. Today we're not talking about... Um, service animals or emotional support animals or any medically requested dog um, to be in the office. We're not okay. going to address that. This is just 
As Jack said, we've been getting a lot of questions from employers about, hey, we've had a lot of requests. Can people bring in their dogs? I don't want to leave my pupper at home, you know. Right, or, you know, they're great with people, kids, you know. Like, like, let's bring them to the office. Right. And so companies want it. Companies want to, you know, they want to – they like it, especially in the summer months. <laughs> they, they love it. They're they love it. for it. The They're dogs. desperate for dogs in the office. Get them <laughs> in there. For years. Come on. Why are you guys holding back on your dogs? <laughs> well, I actually, this this is uh, a time that I'm grateful about the United States because um, while we have a lot, what? I'm glad this is the time we're grateful about the United States. Continue, well, right now there's just like so much stuff I'm not grateful for, but I don't want to talk about it. Right. But like, in, uh, in, as far as animals go, <laughs> okay. um, I'm glad that dogs are the most popular here because like in the UK, um, apparently reptiles and ornamental birds are very hmm. popular. So, I mean, it might be kind of fun to have those in the office, but I think I prefer a dog and not like a... Like a snake being like, hey, dude. I mean, like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, and your sister Katie does not like birds. So that would, the be, worst. I think that would be terrifying. And um, also just like the the feathers and the mold. Jack, Jack had a bird once. I mean, that, let's, let's, that let's, is my like, trauma. I mean, if we're going to bring that up. That is my trauma. If we're going to bring up animals. I got a bird and I named it Hedwig and I thought it would be great. And then he... <laughs> He did got you, an infected did you let it go? eye. Did you let it go? Mom, he got an infected eye. He was really mean. And then he took over my room. And every time I came in, he was, was just in his little thing. And then all of his skin was just floating in the air. Oh. And then he was just like, <laughs> so scary to go in my room. And I didn't let it go on purpose. But when I was cleaning the cage, he did get out. And I was surprised. But I have this real, real Relief. guilt. Yeah, I had the guilt. I have that guilt of I felt such a weight lifted. Like, Jack, I have to tell you, I'm so happy that bird went away. That, no guilt. You are. You do not have to feel guilty. You know, that bird was horrible. I didn't that, mean to. That bird belonged in nature with its da- clipped Dad wings. actually quickly said, he said, I said, well, he's in the wild. And Dad actually kind of abrasively said, well, he's not meant to be in the wild. <laughs> So, so okay, so back to the dog situation. Yeah. Dogs are even more than cats, right? Right. Now no one is really asking for cats to be at work, right. which is interesting. A few people have, but no one's typically, even asking for them. You know, it is overwhelming. Seventy four percent four percent of people like dogs. I think forty one percent of people it's like a hot cats. Percentage. I'm not trying to be I like both cats and dogs, but you're most people most people <laughs> prefer to have a dog brought to work than a cat because first of all cats hard to rein in there's a lot mm-hmm. more allergies so to, for purposes of today we're talking about dogs what mom is like just masking the fact that she doesn't like cats <laughs> i they're, used to like cats a lot they're hard to rein in they okay. are they, yeah. I, yeah, I, I just, i'm just envisioning this cat just okay like i'm i get my trauma out. story you know, you're trying to get <laughs> okay so move on so okay and also just something that i want to talk about quickly is how so many people view their dogs as an, a, a, a very large part of their family like human being status like our dog. i know that in our family that works i know that uh my name and scout's name are interchangeable and i noticed that <laughs> Our presence at the dinner table is also just noted as the same. The so, fifth, fifth child. Yeah. Well, it's going to meld it together as one. So are dogs um, allowing are dogs allowing themselves to work? <laughs> Ours is. Do, do our companies allowing these uh, like requests to go through for just not a not a like 
uh, uh, you know, a metal yeah, dog. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're asking. I, I mean, it's, it's <laughs> I can still, decipher. <laughs> I can, uh, I can understand you. Dog talk. <laughs> no, a small amount of companies allow for um, animals to be brought to the office, primarily dogs. But 52% of employees said that they would like more pet-friendly benefits and policies. Hmm. That is something that is important to them when considering um, their employer. But a right. lot of companies, even bigger companies, um, do allow it. I don't know. I don't know. You know to what extent. Right. But they do allow dogs. So like companies like Amazon, Google, Salesforce, Ben and Jerry's, Build a Bear Workshop. Didn't know they were still around, but. Awesome! Can't you wait know, to throw my check birthday out your party there. Uh, <laughs> Etsy. Uh, there's a whole list of them. That, but you, you know, know what I love I, on the list, Jeff? This this is obvious. Purina Pet Care Pet Smart Pet Co. There's a theme yeah, on right. that. Obviously, right. dog friendly businesses. Pets. So right, yeah. right. So what are benefits of allowing people to do it? Because I've I've ex- experienced some positive dogs in a place where I was working. I one was at. Um, uh, some mandatory voice coach, which doesn't sound very good. <laughs> You're on Broadway in a musical and you have a mandatory voice coach. No, we all had to go once a week to this person. Or maybe it was once a month. Um, maybe I was once a week. Um, but she had a dog out in the it was, of- it was it the same as one of those quarter mandatory uh, volunteer work you had to do as Shut well? Up. Shut up. That, I finished that. Okay? That's picking I sh- up trash. Quickly. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, I'm kidding. That never happened. It didn't. Um, um, but she had a dog in her lobby and it actually was really relaxing. And then yesterday I was doing some like ADR stuff. It's like just you have to voice over some stuff that can get picked up or whatever. Um, and I had to go to their studio and they had a dog in their lobby too. And at first I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like I love when a dog's here. But then I was like, well, what if like I had had something like Jeff had had happen? And I had like a weird reaction. Right. And the person checked and they said, hey, are you comfortable with dogs? So both times I was grateful for the dog. But what are the benefits for most businesses doing? You know, it's, it's funny you say that, Jack, because when I look at what the American Kennel Club says are benefits to having a dog in the workplace, of course, they might be biased because they are the American Kennel Club. Right. Um, there are also things to me that could be a double-edged sword, like you're talking about. So one of them was relieving stress hmm. and higher job satisfaction for the people that bring their dog versus those who don't. And I, I just keep thinking... Well, they have higher job satisfaction because it works for them, but the person next to them is either terrified or annoyed. And so um, I could see the same benefit could be a negative to someone else. Um, Also promoting positive interaction. You know, it's a talking point, the dog, their Mm -hmm. icebreaker. Yeah, Um, Yeah. I felt more comfortable talking to the receptionist because we were talking about the dog. Right. God forbid two humans talk about anything they have in common. <laughs> let's just talk about the dogs. So, yeah, uh, seriously, let's... honestly, at this point, let's avoid all topics. You know, as increased recruit, recruitment, I mean, having dog-friendly policies could be huge. As I said, 52% of employees are looking for more you know, dog-friendly policies and the, the ability to have their dog at work. So that right. is definitely a big Especially you know, have. Uh-huh. coming yeah, from and- a remote work, I'm sure more people are wanting or more used to having their dog around. So I'm sure mm-hmm. more people right, they, are asking. Right. Like they they feel horrible just putting their dog in the crate for mm-hmm. the next eight hours. Right. You know? Right. 
Um, I, I know a few companies that have done a survey just to see what are some perks and they threw in there, you know, whether a right. dog at work, they were actually surprised that that didn't go high, even though people mm. love their dog. So, you know, you, uh -huh. you might want to check it out to get a pulse on whether this is something for your particular office is something Absolutely. that people want right. before you offer it to a candidate. Okay. So what are the disadvantages then? If the, I mean, those are kind of advantages with disadvantage potential but what are the actual disadvantages yeah I, I i but i think as to what patty's saying i just i do think you have to kind of assess is this something that you could actually your your company could truly benefit from because obviously mm. there are benefits for the individual with the dog but if there right. are too many disadvantages for everyone else then it's not worth it so going into those Right mm -hmm. now, before Jeff, yeah, and one thing is when you're looking at whether it works for you, I mean, what kind of business are you? Do you, are you healthcare that you have all these infectious control requirements right. that you can't have the animal? So yeah, that sounds great, but we can't go there. You know? Right. right. Um, so right. you do need to look at what type of business you are. That kind of goes without saying, but. No, right. that makes a lot of sense though. Okay. But some of the disadvantages that the AKC. I want to talk about the AKC more. American Club <laughs> States. Our allergies, obviously, the biggest one is allergies. Right. Um, that's kind of a no, you know, that's a non-starter for a lot of companies. They just don't even want to deal with it. And also, um, like fear, fear of dogs seems pretty. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Nico, as somebody, you know, this I will say this. You know, everyone's dog is very friendly with them in their house, in their right. in the dog's comfort and surroundings of where they live. Yeah, but. You know, sometimes when you it's a big assumption. Out, it's a, I think it's just as a big trust thing when someone's dog is barking and running at you for them to yell at you. He's friendly, and you're like, friendly. he's barking and yelling. At, he's yelling at me. Everything that's going <laughs> he knows on my, right he knows my name. that's going on right now <laughs> is saying something different from what <laughs> you're yelling. Jack, well, the other mind. thing is, not it's not fair to the dog, frankly, to bring it out of its comfortable environment, right. and then you bring it in, and it's suddenly the dog's fault. Well, you know, obviously, right. one big, huge disadvantage is are those distractions and disruptions: the barking, right. whining, fighting, right. Right. Um, the odors. You know. Um, having accidents, things like that, that, um, you know, that are really the owner's, you know, issue. But um, by bringing it into the, the workplace, oh, that makes it problematic for HR to have to deal with and a manager to have to deal right. with. So I, that's what I would think would be a distraction. But obviously, we know what the biggest one is, right, Jeff? Bum, we learned bum, it in law bum. school. Dog bites. Dog that bites. Get old right. dog bites. It bites right. one person once and you let it happen again, you are... You're on trouble. the hook. Yeah. Pretty. Oh, like yeah. you're like, like legally get into some trouble legally. It's yeah. called the one dog bite rule. So if a dog bite once, bog, dog bites once and you the didn't dog know. Bites dog bites once. Dog bites Dog bites once. You go to jail. <laughs> Second time you were on notice. But it's not only dog bites. It's obviously slipping, tripping over the dog, hmm. hazards, yeah. uh, falling hazards, going down the stairs and a dog darts in between you, scratching you. Um, you right. know, we'll talk about that with dog policies, but even if you try to disclaim that you are, it is in, on your premises. So there's right. premises liability. It is in this course and scope of work. And so that is probably the number one reason why employers don't allow it um, okay. is because of the liability risk and insurance issues pertaining to it. Right. Well, positions are there certain positions that we cannot have a dog there. Are they customer facing? I was thinking about what positions could they fulfill, you know? The dog. The dog's just like <laughs> stamping billing reports. <laughs> My dog can learn anything. <laughs>
But you look at the size of the dog, like what kind of size of the dog are you going to allow? What types are they dogs that shed? You know, right. or do they have to be a non-shedding, non-allergen right. dog? So those are just kind of a couple things to think about if you're going to allow them. You know, okay. a lot of owners say, I'm bringing my dog in. This is going to be the office dog. And that's their prerogative because they're right. assuming the legal risk. But whether you want to assume the legal risk of other dogs is another right. story. Right. But first and foremost, if you're going to allow any of this, you have to have a policy setting forth what the clear parameters of when, where, you know, how, what type of dog. And then that individual owner would have to sign a pet agreement, you know, and that's going to be pretty, I don't want to say intense, but it's going to be pretty thorough? specific. Thorough. Thank you. Um, for example, you're going to need to have proof of vaccination. Some people say they have to have proof that the dog is fixed, neutered. You know, um, mm -hmm. if you're going to have multiple dogs there, um, they're also going to have to show that they have no history of aggressive behavior or no tickets for that dog at large or, you know, right. anything like that. It's like conducting a background check. To, yeah, you know, right. Do they have any arrests and convictions? <laughs> so. But you're definitely going to require, have requirements as well that are, that the dog has a tag. You may want them to be on a leash at all times, mm. you know, except for when they're in the office. Um, the, the another big issue is that dog's gonna go to the bathroom, and in, hmm. you're gonna need to make sure that if it does go to the bathroom, that employee's responsible for that. It's in your least favorite coworker's office. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you guys, right. can we talk about AstroTurf? Because I actually went to an office where they allow dogs at work, and everyone had their private offices, and they had those like child security gates. But some people had pieces of AstroTurf. This is no. kind of gross. Oh, no. I'm sorry. The smell was like, oh, that's my crazy. gosh. They need to take them outside. Oh, that's you know? crazy. Yeah. That is crazy that that even happened. Yeah. Not yeah. absorbing into dirt, you know? It looks right. like outside. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, they have to be house trained. I mean, right. first of all. Right. They're going to have to be house trained. You're going to have to put in something that says the employee's going to reimburse you if the dog causes damage, either because of their bowel movements or they're just gnawing on the desk or scratching right. things. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You're going to want to be able to get some money back. When you have to replace right. stuff, because that's ultimately going to happen. You okay. also have to say the dog can't be left unattended. Or, you know, you're not going to have a coworker. Yeah. Hey, you know, I'll be back in three hours. <laughs> yeah. Do you mind? Um, <laughs> they have to be the sole person responsible for the care and oversight of that dog while it's on the premises. Or don't bring it. So, okay. Um, okay. So if you... Are there other things that people can... If they can't offer dog coming in what is there another i don't know puppy support <laughs> yeah i actually think that you know if you look at how many million people have a dog and mm -hmm. how many people have those dogs remotely and are now asking we're getting a lot more requests from people um non-medical right. requests from their dog they miss them you know what i mean i get it mm -hmm. i you know yeah. i really like that my dog is under the desk you know with right. me um but there are other pet benefits that don't come with all those legal implications and risk. And a couple of them I would suggest is one is a, a help subsidize pet daycare, um, mm. you know, or um, some type of financial help for pet adoption or pet food or treats or, you know, something like that. And I know what we're, we're thinking about. You got to be careful well, yeah. here. Well, this yeah, is, if you're this not is providing I, it for human beings. <laughs> right. Then. right. This, is, this is what I would say. I mean, I, I think that those are great options to offer. 
But you could, if you're, if you have the funds to offer them in the first place, and mm-hmm. if you're already paying for health insurance and mm-hmm. the other benefits for the employee, but you may, if this is within your budget, and if you're gonna do it for pets, you may say, hey, you know what? You can, you can select either the pet, like a pet option of like, we'll increase your pay for a pet, whatever, mm. or for like childcare or some right. other additional options for people who don't have animals. So there is some sort of fairness that. That's a good that, idea. You know, people can pick like, mm-hmm. oh, I need, I'd actually like some additional support for childcare for daycare because that's right. expensive. Right. And someone who doesn't have kids, they're like, oh, I can suck the dog option. <laughs> right. Right. Jeff, I saw one policy where they were giving people an extra two days a year to volunteer with their child's school. And in that yeah. case, you could say, okay. And, and they did say, if you don't have a child, you could just volunteer at the school. You know, just don't hang out after Except hours. For Ronnie. Ronnie's not allowed to be with <laughs> 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 <You're Exactly. laughs> You've been a, You can tell who's been a public defender for a long yeah. time. <laughs> you know, Ronnie can't go on the premises. Um, well, it sounds a little weird, like a non-parent just like yeah, why are you there? School. <laughs> why are you Sorry. there at all? <laughs> but I do think this would be a good one to say. You can even ch- it is volunteering, and it could be at a humane society, for example. Mm. You know, right. that's a pet friendly policy. If they'd rather not do it at a school, it could be at a dog school or a dog, whatever. So, right. um, some they're both you know servicing the community. Um, right. I, I just think a little more sensitivity to pet ownership would be you know beneficial for recruitment especially millennials um, are really pushing the pet friendly um, Mm -hmm. benefits Um, other things i see are that this is a little more controversial pet insurance you know pet costs can be really expensive yeah and but if you're not offering group health i would not go there on pet insurance (laughs) um the other thing is pet bereavement leaves i have seen those Mm. um I don't know, you know. I don't know. You could see, I mean, again, if they're doing it for people, they have to be doing it for people first, I think. And if then, if they can do it for pets, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can do the good old fashioned, just, I, I know there are companies who do this. They like bring just puppies to work for one day, you know, for like an hour and everyone gets hmm. to play with the puppies. Have you guys seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun. yeah I've never cool. heard of that. The little baby puppies. I saw it on a Hallmark movie, so I don't know if it's real. <laughs> no, that's definitely that, how... That might be where I've seen, seen it. it. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to know the difference between real life and Hallmark anymore. Was it 13 I, days till Christmas? Um. <laughs> I think the most important thing is to stay in touch. We've, we've said this many times on other benefits and perks. Stay in touch with what really your staff right. find to be a priority. Right. Um, for example, if they really want a free turkey at Thanksgiving, or they'd rather have some dog treats or they'd rather have a little time off, um, you know, to volunteer at their child's school. It's more just doing surveys. And if you're seeing a lot of people that want pet-friendly benefits, that is something to really think about and add. And I like, Jeff, how you're saying it doesn't, it's not one or the other. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, this was good. Good talk on the dog stuff. Kind of interesting, kind of new. Thanks for for joining us today and discussing it. Yeah, what a holler. <laughs> well, we have one last announcement. We do have an announcement. Everyone needs to tune in to NBC on the 22nd oh, yeah. because Jack is in an episode of Chicago PD. That's right. He's the guest star of that episode. So we're really excited to watch it. Yes. Congratulations, Jack. That's awesome. It's going to be great. You. Okay. It'll be kind of, kind of spooky. 
<laughs> All right. Well, thank All you guys, right, we'll and we guys hope later. you have a mayhem, but lots of love with dogs, cats, horses, fish, whatever it is. Free Ornamental week. birds, iguanas, <laughs> reptiles. Reptiles. All right, mostly. guys. Have a great week. Bye. Okay, bye. Managing Mayhem is presented by Management Northwest and Management Southwest and cannot be copied or rebroadcast without prior written consent. By listening to this podcast, you understand that we, or at least two of us, are lawyers, but we are not your lawyers. Therefore, nothing we say on the podcast should be taken as legal advice or considered to create an attorney-client relationship. It is solely meant for your educational and informational purposes. The podcast should not be used as a substitute for legal advice from an attorney licensed in your state. Please be aware that listening to lawyers can cause side effects such as migraine, self-doubt, and also maybe cure insomnia. But you know what? Trust your judgment where you're not your mom.